Welcome to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell, bringing you the latest information for families seeking to adopt, adoptees, and women considering placing a child for adoption. Now, with today's program, here is Marty Caldwell. Well, welcome and thank you for joining us today. We have 30 minutes of a really interesting topic to share with you. So we'll get on with that in just a moment. I want to remind you, if you have questions for us, please send them over to me at info at letstalkadoption.com. You can also visit our site and sign up for a reminder at letstalkadoption.com. And uh, today we have a topic that I think will help a lot of people. We're going to be discussing parenting multiples um, with infertility on the rise and people going through this and also adopting twins and triplets. And um, we're finding that a lot of people need help with um, how to parent um, multiples, the reality, what it's like, and, um, and, and things to consider when adopting multiples also, too. So today we have a wonderful guest. Her name is Pamela Ferrero, and she's the mother of identical twin daughters. Born in 1995, she's written and produced number uh, numerous um, web features on parenting and home uh, management, and she is also the author of two books. Her first book is Everything Twins, Triplets, and More, and also Praying Through Pregnancy. Um, Pamela has a wonderful website, too, we're going to be sharing with you, too, so you can get more information and some articles um, about parenting um, multiples. So welcome to the program, Pamela. Well, you know, we have a lot of questions to cover. Um, You know, I I want to start out with people become very confused about the difference between identical twins and fraternal twins. Uh And uh, we have twins in our family. Um, Share with us a little bit so people will understand that difference. Yes, the the correct term is actually monozygotic and dizygotic twins, which is a little bit more scientific term, Mm -hmm. but it's a little less confusing than, than trying to apply the label identical or fraternal. Basically, it describes how twins form. Uh, Monozygotic twins, they form when one egg splits into two, and dizygotic twins form from two separately fertilized eggs. Mm -hmm. So monozygotic twins, or identical twins, uh, they share the same DNA. They tend to look very similar and Mm -hmm. act very similar. But there is also a lot more to it because not all identical twins actually look alike or act alike. Sometimes they can be very different. Mm -hmm. So it's really a a term that describes how they form and not really how they look. I see. Okay. And so people need to know that, too, because I know people ask that all the time. And um, and we're going to talk about a little bit, too, if you have actually two children, but they're not twins at all. They're, you know, maybe uh, two adopted children adopted at the same time or where you were adopting and then you became pregnant and they both are within a you know few weeks to a few months apart and um, they're actually raised like twins because it's as much work as having twins right yes exactly yeah so tell me a little bit about um you know some of the challenges uh, i'm gonna get right into the challenges of what it takes to parent um twins because a lot of people feel oh that would be so wonderful and we hear this with adoptive parents i'd love to have twins and um, we see a lot of twins because um, sometimes birth mothers are parenting two or three children, and they learn they have twins, and they go, I just know we're all going to sink if I try to do this. And they want something better for their, the twins that they're going to have. So what are some of the challenges that people face um, with multiples? I think people do have the impression that it's a little bit of an instant family and that it's kind of a, a perfect situation. And there are a lot of things that people don't consider. It's almost like when you have twins – You might have two children, and then there's almost a third element, not quite a third child, but the third element being the relationship between the two twins, Uh between the two children. So you have two individual children and then this twin dynamic that adds a lot of interest to families. There are challenges throughout um, the ages of children. Uh, Of course, immediately you think of having infants. Uh, that keeps you very busy. Mm-hmm. Parents of twins um, get a lot less sleep, mm-hmm. and they spend a lot more time caring for infants. That's probably one of the most challenging times um, in raising twins. But 
it doesn't necessarily get any easier after that. Uh, twins going through puberty and approaching the teens, such mm-hmm. as my daughters, have a very difficult time emotionally um, trying to not only establish who they are as a person, but constantly kind of being compared and wondering who I am in relation to this other person that mm-hmm. looks like me and is very close to me but is not me. Mm-hmm. So there are challenges all along. Toddler twins can create um, a lot of ruckus and a lot mm-hmm. of mess and a lot of noise um, and a lot of chaos in the home. There, there are challenges financially. It's um, quite a bit more expensive to have two children mm-hmm. of the same age. because Child care and everything else, clothing. Mm-hmm. Hand-me-downs mm-hmm. or... Um, Child care can be uh, an increase in expense to have two children the same age because you don't have one going off to school while the other, you know, Mm -hmm. only child care for the one. Uh, I think there are strains within uh, the relationship between parents. I Um, think so, too. And they show that there's a higher incident of divorce with with parents um, from families with multiples. Yes, there is. That is is kind of a sad Mm -hmm. uh, fact of having twins. But it's not all bad. I don't Mm -hmm. want to make it sound like it's just so negative. We're talking about the challenges. We're going to talk about the blessings soon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think... There, there are challenges all the way through, and, and it all boils down to, aside from having to care for two individual children, you're also trying to manage this relationship between the two of them, because it is a unique mm-hmm. and special thing that you want to nurture, mm-hmm. but you also don't want it to uh, damage the individual identity of either child. And I think, too, is, you know, you put down difficulty in finding a balance. You really need to have that oneness with your spouse. That means getting away on date nights. Um, you know, getting someone to come in, whether it's your parents or someone that you trust to stay so you can, guys can get away for a weekend because, um, you know, that's you're exhausted is, I mean, in all the work that has to be done. Um, I recommend when people adopt twins um, that they get domestic help. Um, because you don't want to get a nanny per se and have them taking care of the children, but you want you know they can help carry the children or change their diaper. But as far as the nurturing, but someone to do your vacuuming and get meals ready for you, uh, just for that first year, because that can be really a struggle when you've gone from zero to two. Yes, absolutely. Especially That's with adoption, of, you know, we, you don't have time to prepare. Exactly, there's not the time to prepare, and where you don't necessarily need help with the baby care, you need help covering all the things that you were doing. Right. These babies just arrive. running errands and things like that exactly. and picking things up in bulk and really being well organized because I'm sure with you, you know, you probably bought diapers and, you know, caseloads um, <laughs> and, and had them there and food. So you had them available and you had to be really organized. I even know when my children were small, I had to get all their bottles and everything, you know, after I, I breastfed my adopted son and then my daughter. Um, but I had to have everything once they were older to um, prepare for them for the whole night and, um you know, you just have to be organized. You can't, you know, I didn't watch TV, for, I think, for four years. Yes, uh, uh, absolutely. Because you're just focusing, and they didn't, you know, you just don't want to get on the Internet either because you're really wasting time, um, you know, taking away from your children, too. But let's talk about some of the blessings. I mean, there are blessings, and most people know, but the blessings of having multiples. Well, I think the, the blessings, obviously, is a double dose of hugs and love, um, and there's also the, the joy and kind of what I call fascination with watching um, their relationship develop. It's uh, being a twin um, is a very interesting relationship. It's one of the longest lasting relationships there mm-hmm. are, as um, twins are often know each other even before birth. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's and it's very intertwined. It uh, can be very competitive and very contentious, but it's also incredibly loving and sometimes a little bit mysterious when they sort of seem to sense what the other is thinking or feeling. Right. Um, it's it's. The best of friends and the best of enemies sometimes all at the same time. And 
as a parent, it is incredibly interesting to, to be able to watch that on a daily basis. You know, it's really interesting you should say that because um, we, there's been re- research, and we never, um, through lifetime adoption, we never um, separate twins. But I, I've known where that's happened, and they've had situations where the twins met, and they like the same things, and they're both musical or, or very uh, into one particular sport or very mechanical. And a very interesting to see, even though they are separated at birth, then meeting in their teens or in their 20s, uh, how much similarity they had in interest in their life. Yeah, um, very interesting. Yeah, and I just, I, I always don't recommend that twins are ever separated. We've had birth parents call and say, I'm going to keep one and, and place another. I just go, you can't do it. You've got to either figure out a way to, to raise both or place both because it's not fair to the children. Yes, and, I, I would agree with that. I've uh-huh. done some research that indicates that the loss of a twin is more severe than the loss of a spouse or a sibling or a parent. It's, mm-hmm. um, it can, it's, it's an incredibly um, unique and special relationship that really should be preserved at all, you know, in whatever situation. Right, and that's why it's important. And sometimes if a twin should die um, early on, it's very difficult for the, the surviving twin. Yeah. Um, it's difficult. What are some of the misconceptions that people have about twins? I think uh, one of the major ones is the difference between identical twins and fraternal twins. People expect identical twins to be exactly alike, um, and that's not necessarily the, the case. Appearance is so dependent on environment mm-hmm. that um, how someone looks doesn't necessarily um, relate to whether they're identical or fraternal. For example, mm-hmm. my daughters are identical, but uh, they keep their hair very different styles. One's had braces longer than the other, so they don't look nearly as much as they do. They don't look alike as much as they did when they were babies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the uh, c- the comparison is always an issue for twins. People think, well, if you're a smart person, then your twin must be the dumb twin. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be kind of a black and white comparison. If you're the pretty one, then she must be the ugly one. Mm-hmm. Or if she's if he's the good one. She must be the bad one, mm-hmm. and it's not like that. They're two individual people. In some ways, they're alike. In some ways, they're different, but mm-hmm. they're not a, a contrasted type of situation. How important do you think it is for, for dads to get involved in spending time with, with the kids also? Oh, I think uh, the dad's role is incredibly important, and, and one thing that I think is that having twins um, a little bit entices fathers to be more involved than they might be with just mm-hmm. one child. They're, they're almost forced into the situation, exactly. mm-hmm. which is a good, <laughs> yeah. a good thing. If you have two parents and two babies, dad's got to hold one of them sometimes. Right. So I think uh, the father's role is, is very important, and it's um, nice sometimes that they're, they're pushed a little bit into that role. Yeah, and I think preparing for it whenever possible, too. But it's nice to know, you know the goods and all the other things, too, the, the reality. You know, as, as twins start school, um, they're going to face, you know, some different issues. Do you, what are, are uniquely different um, in relationship to twins entering school? Well, the first issue, and it's um, a, it's a big issue for parents whose twins get to be four or five years old, is mm-hmm. whether they should be in the same class or whether they should be in separate classes. Mm-hmm. And it can be a, a very difficult issue for parents because the schools don't necessarily agree with what parents feel is right. Mm-hmm. It, it's an issue that is different for every set of twins, mm-hmm. and it's going to be different every year of mm-hmm. the twins' lives. Right. There is some research to indicate that young twins starting kindergarten, perhaps, could really, uh, it could be detrimental for them to be separated, that that sort of separation at a young age really makes them feel a loss that a single child wouldn't feel going off to school for the first time. Mm-hmm. 
But a lot of times principals and teachers would prefer for twins to be separate because that way they can be treated as individuals. Mm -hmm. So it's always a little bit of a tricky issue. There um, have been some laws passed recently, actually in Texas, just this week a law was passed that said hmm. parents of twins have the, have the right to say whether their twins will be together or apart. And that's Wow, that's in Texas. That that's great. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to share more about um, parenting multiples uh, with our wonderful guest right now. And uh, Pamela um, Ferraro is um, parenting multiples herself. She also is an author, and um, she is going to share more about some of the tips and um, the wonders and the challenges of raising um, multiples. We'll be right back after this quick break. God has a plan for each of us. Sometimes we simply aren't sure what that is. Many Christian families are struggling today with infertility and pregnancy loss and feel forgotten as to God's plan for their lives. Is God trying to convey His plan to you? Perhaps He is trying to lead you to another path for building your family. Christian families are being built every day through the miracle of adoption. There is hope and there's a child for you. Visit LifetimeAdoption.org. Or call 530-432-7373 to learn more about welcoming a baby into your heart through adoption. Well, welcome back to Let's Talk Adoption. I'm your host, Marty Caldwell. And today, if you just joined the program, we're talking to author and uh, about.com parenting expert, Pamela Ferro, about parenting multiples and what to expect when adopting them. And so we've been sharing a lot of information. This um, also program is going to be available on CD. So if you're interested in the program, do visit our site at letstalkadoption.com. And before we finish, um, go on to um, our interview, I want to mention to you that if you're interested in attending additional um educational seminars. We have um, information over at um, adoptionteleconference.com and you can visit that site or even um, openadoption.com. So if you get a chance to go to openadoption.com or adoptionteleconference.com, there is information there for you too. And um, Pamela, before we left, we were talking a little bit about, um, you know, what parents can do as far as, um, you know, the, the starting school and facing those things. What did you do when your, your twins started? I mean, I from a standpoint, a personal standpoint, did you have them in the same room or did you separate them? We had them together for kindergarten and that was a little bit just a matter of convenience because mm -hmm. we uh, started at a very small pr uh, private kindergarten that only had morning class and an afternoon mm -hmm. class. So right. with the single class, it kept, it made sense for us to keep them together. Mm -hmm. However, when they started first grade, I could just sense in their relationship that it was a good time for them to make a move. They were starting into public school. They were starting to develop their own relationships with friends and uh, trying to separate from each other a little bit. And we felt like it was a, a good time for them to step out on their own. And so they were in separate classes starting in first grade, and they've been that way ever since. Right. And I think, um, you know, that's important just to ha really be tuned into your, your children, too. You know, a lot of people think they'd like to adopt, as we mentioned earlier, they'd like to adopt uh, multiples. They think it'd be really fun. Um, how how uh, well prepared were you when your twins came home? I, I don't think you can ever be fully prepared. You can mm -hmm. read every book and you can talk to other parents, but um, there's not, nothing quite like that moment of having two howling mm -hmm. babies mm -hmm. crying in the middle of the night. Right. Um, I, I was as prepared as you could possibly be. I considered myself fairly well-educated and mm -hmm. pretty intelligent, but I had moments where I just was really brought to my knees um, by 
the immensity of caring for, for two babies at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, that brings me to another thing. You know, advice you can give to people that are um, parenting multiples. You know, what kind of things can we give to our listeners that are considering or parenting right now? Because a lot of them may be at their wit's end. Um, <laughs> uh, what do you think are important aspects of, of parenting multiples? I think it's invaluable to have a kind of support group, whether mm-hmm. that is a parenting of multiples clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they're in every city across the world. Uh, How do they find out about them? You can go to the National Organization of Mothers of Twins Clubs online, which mm-hmm. is N-O-M-O-T-C dot org, and they can direct you to a club in your area. Mm-hmm. Also, pediatricians and hospitals will usually have information about a local organization. Okay. And these are a great place to go and talk to other parents of multiples and find out, well, you know, how did you survive this? How did you get through? What are the tricks? What stroller is best? Uh, things like that. It's wonderful to connect with other parents. Mm-hmm. Although at the same time, sometimes it's hard to get out of the house and make it to a meeting. I think um, the Internet has opened up a whole world of support for parents, and it's, it's there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right from the comfort of home. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's important that people can find that, and even if they're not away, they can, they can go to sites like your site, and you're at multiple.about.com yeah. where people can learn more about that, too. Um, the other thing, too, is that um, you know, getting help in the house, I think, is really important. Yes, I think it's important to think about what kind of help you want ahead of time. Um, family is a great help, but sometimes all they want to do is hold babies, and that may not be the kind mm-hmm. of help that you need. Um, you need to be very specific in asking for help. Sometimes mm-hmm. mothers especially are a little bit hesitant. They feel like, you know, I've gotten these babies, and, and it's my job to take care of them, and I can do it on my own, superwoman kind of attitude. But it's really important to have help, and whether that is help caring for the babies, perhaps a night nurse, to take care of them overnight so that you can rest or mm-hmm. housekeeping help or help running errands or meals. You really need to be specific and ask people for what you need. Uh, people are always very happy to help, especially when there's babies involved, and they really like to feel useful. So I really encourage parents to, to ask for the help that they need. They have to get used to it. I think a lot of times people may not be used to asking for help, and it may be difficult. And I find, too, as I find this with birth mothers um, trying to raise children, that their parents are saying, oh, I'm real supportive. But around that six- to nine-week period when the diapers change a little bit and they get a little more squeakier, the newness is worn off, they're nowhere to be found. And and so all of a sudden the reality sets in that you know what I'm out of this on myself. So that when the, there was support there at the very beginning, it, it diminishes very quickly. And that's when we get phone calls from birth moms saying they said they'd be here, but they aren't, and I can't do this on my own. And the child deserves better. And I think the same thing happens when you're an adoptive mom and um, people want to come in and they want to hold the baby, but maybe you need to have dinner made yeah, <laughs> or exactly. laundry washed. Exactly. And so not to be afraid to say. Um, do you mind doing that, especially um, when you're exhausted? Um, do you recommend also, I have a question regarding, uh, that had come in in the mail, about putting twins in the same crib or in separate twin cribs? What would you do? I think it's going to depend on the twins. Very young infants are going to sleep wherever they are, and as long as the crib environment is not a, a, a risk for, um, for, the, for the babies, it's perfectly fine to have them in a single crib. Uh, my girls slept in the same crib for several months, which mm-hmm. was convenient. Um, as they get a little bit older, they might start to disturb each other a little bit mm-hmm. as they sleep, as they start to roll around in their sleep. Um, you might want to separate them into two cribs just so that everyone is getting the most sleep possible. Right. <laughs> Anything to maximize the amount of sleep you get is is what you want to do. Well, a lot of people said, too, the first year was the most difficult for raising multiples, and that after that first year they start becoming pals and they entertain each other. Was that true? Did you find that true? I really did. I think that is a misconception that people have is that twins will always be 
twice as much work. Mm -hmm. um, they get to a point when, when you have them on a, on a schedule, they're eating regularly and sleeping regularly, and mom and dad are starting to feel like they're in control of things and getting mm -hmm. a little bit more sleep, that things kind of even out. It's, it's not that much longer to change one diaper to change two. So I think after about six months to a year, things even out a little bit. And as they are toddlers, they're wonderful entertainment for each other, which really takes the burden off of mom and dad to be constant playmate. They have right. each other, and that, that's really wonderful. And what do you, what do you recommend for um, parents listening that um, are preparing for multiples or think they can as far as relationships? Because that's where I think we're seeing that a lot of adoptive parents are going through the stress first of infertility. Then they're going through the stress of the adoption process, which some can be more stressful than others. And then if they're facing multiples, that can put some people over the top. What do you recommend people do um, ahead of time to prepare their marriage um, for parenting multiples? I think it's really important to talk about your expectations. Mm -hmm. um, some people may have been married for years and years and they never realized that their husband expected them to be the Donna Reed kind of mom to mm -hmm. stay home and wear the pearls and wash the dishes mm -hmm. and it may come as a surprise. So vocalizing your expectations and saying this is what I see as, as my role as father, this is what I see as my role as mother, mm -hmm. that's really important to, to work out those things ahead of time so you're not in the middle of the situation and and feeling very uh, vulnerable about it. I think it's also important to commit to parent time. You, you, it's important to preserve your marriage. If you are not happy as husband and wife, you're not effective parents. So mm -hmm. have a date night, schedule a babysitter. Um, it's never too early to, to line up childcare so that you have those opportunities when you wanna take them. Mm -hmm. Plan a, a trip together so that you have alone time to just uh, relax and kind of reconnect. Uh, I think those things are really important to, to think about before babies arrive. Mm -hmm. Before they arrive, and I think so too. And that's with any, I know, with uh, parents that are adopting or becoming parents through biological, um, you know, uh, or even surrogacy, that they need to plan ahead of time and really, you know, get all the things out they want to do ahead of time. If they want to skydive, <laughs> you know, if they're not <laughs> pregnant. Um, but, um, you know, get the things out of the way that they want to do. Um, I know we went to Disneyland, went on all the wild rides because I knew it would be about four years before I'd ever do that again. Yes. And, um, but prepare the house and uh, lots of reading of parenting books. And I want to mention your book too because, uh, uh, what can people expect in, in your book? Everything, twins, triplets, and more. And um, that Adams Media put that out. Um, and is that available at, on Amazon and some of the bookstores online? Or it's available at Amazon.com. It's also available in bookstores like Barnes and Noble okay. or Borders. All right. Um, and it's basically a guide to having and getting ready for twins through you know the first few months and about the first year of life. And then that's really important. So I would suggest anybody considering should even buy the book and you can always give it away as a gift. But um, I think some of the tips um, that you will be offering in there would be helpful just for anybody too. And um, I know you've also done, um, you've got your adopt, your pregnancy devotional. Yes. Yeah, what's, and that was also available through um, Amazon too, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's wonderful. Any last tips you'd like to give as we close here? I think it just is, you know, it's a wonderful experience to be a parent of twins, and um, but it's also, there's a lot more to it than, than perhaps the person who hasn't had them yet thinks about. There's a lot more to their relationship, and there's a lot more uh, impact on the home than maybe people realize than right. just, you know, two little doll babies dressed up alike. It's, exactly. There's a lot more to it than that. Yeah, that's right. Well, if you want to learn more about uh, Pamela's wonderful work and her books and stuff, you can go to multiples.about.com, and you can also email us at info at Let's Talk Adoption, and we can send you some information, too. And Pamela, I'd love to thank you to, for being on the show today and sharing this information about parenting multiples. Um, you've been a great guest, and uh, thank you very much, and wish you the very best. Thank you, Marty. Uh-huh. Well, listen, thank you so 
so much for joining us for the last 30 minutes. We have another show next week. We're excited to share with you, too, so do join us. Uh, every week we have these programs. They're also available on CD. Uh, you can go to our website, uh, letstalkadoption.com, and find out. And we want to get your questions in here, too. We love to hear about, um, you know, a lot of people send us questions from all over the world. Uh, we love to hear from you and uh, listen to the topics and, and get your feedback, too. So uh, do let us know by sending those emails to me at info at Let's Talk Adoption. So until next week, this is Marty Caldwell with Let's Talk Adoption. Have a wonderful week, and God bless you. Thank you for joining us for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. For more adoption information, visit LifetimeAdoption.com or call 1-800-923-6784. That's 1-800-9-ADOPT-4. And tune in again next week at the same time for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. Marty Caldwell.